the fight when like traveling by car or by uh, by train. Uh huh. Like this, this, this experiencing of life, like kind of a kind of like a movie happening within like bounds <coughs> of space, and mm -hmm. that's still that's still pretty fucking terrifying to me. In a way. What's terrifying about that, brother? It, that's it's a good question. I can't actually answer it. Maybe maybe just the fact that there's first it's so it's it's so infinitely it, it appears so fucking vast that there's no way of grasping it. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and, and then also the fact that there's no reference point for it anymore. Do you need to grasp it? Do you need to have a reference frame? Mm. Apparently, I still feel like I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good seeing, right? And so seeing that, seeing that, can you explore the possibility of just not grasping? Mm. Not framing? That's Would it be okay if you didn't grasp? Would it be okay if you didn't frame? I'm not, I, I think, I think in theory, yes, but I'm still, mm. still processing the whole thing. I'm, I'm still like pretty, pretty shaken up. I'm not, not mm -hmm. to, to, to really feel like I can fully, fully integrate it yet. Um, I'm still experiencing like little tremors and shaking in the body from processing all that fear uh, after I'm now in a place where I feel a bit more, bit, bit more safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would expect integration to come a little later. Yeah. The investigation, it sounds like, is already running. Mm. Great. I don't, I don't know, but that was, that was pretty, that, that was a pretty, 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 pretty big ordeal, that train ride today. Yeah, well, I know that you do well with handling sensations. We've spoken about that lots, right? What what else? Like in a way, what else was I was I to do? Yeah, well, you say that, right? That's where you've come to in your practice. But there's lots of other things you could do, like freak the fuck out. I mm. did. You you did. <laughs> In a way, yeah. On the inside, I was freaking out, freaking out pretty, okay. pretty, pretty, pretty damn, damn much. Okay, all, all okay. The all the time, but a lot of the time. Uh-huh. What did you do with the freaking out? Um, tens up, mostly. <laughs> okay. Physically. You weren't looking? You weren't investigating. It would surprise me to hear that you weren't looking and investigating. Um, a little, a little, maybe. It's I. I was mostly I was mostly concerned with seeing what I can do to 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 not be overwhelmed all the time by the by the sensations. Okay. So uh, was this train ride that you had to go on today? And no, I didn't have to. Okay. So you did this as practice? I think so. 
Great. I actually got, I, I had a, a difficult ex decision to make because I'm, I, I took it because uh, um, Nora wanted, wanted me to and I wasn't sure because I hadn't traveled in a long time because uh -huh. of being scared. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Yesterday I was I was actually pretty chill, like moving around my more familiar areas with with more with more ease and shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I also talked to some guys on the True Freedom server. And after three, not like four people, including Nora, told me to take the trip because I was very was very sh undecided. I wanted to avoid s such a difficult experience like it was pretty badly, but I also kind So of my suggestion would, would be a smaller event or a smaller trip, starting smaller, right? And then getting bigger because uh, Alex will remember this one, when we're drinking from the fire hose, all that oh, phenomena yeah. comes in, it's, it's not the optimum condition for practice. Yes. Right, would like to have a handle on that valve to say, well, let, let me slow things down a little. And maybe that's a walk or a short car ride when you're in control of the vehicle. Yeah, it's, it, 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 I, I, I kind of feel like I got my ass kicked a bit today. Um, yeah, but I'm also, and and this is one of the things that baffles me again and again. Somehow I'm still here, still breathing, still standing, <laughs> still coming to see Sangha, right? Still coming to yes. talk about it openly I, and investigate it. I wanted, I wanted to do this badly today because I felt I, I really, I really needed it. Good, good, yes. That's good. Very good, job, man. Yeah. Very good. Is there, there anything there, more, Doug? Nah, there isn't much, much more to say about it. Uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll, I'll make way on the stage for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, well b before we finish with that thread, do you feel like you could uh, begin a kind of practice that involves short journeys, small journeys, maybe not so far from home? whatever whatever a baby step looks like yes i i could and i even i even have um but maybe this was a bit much of an of an increment in the step well well so now you know right and and that's no different to any other kind of practice right we're, we're experimenting uh, all the time so one one time we might try not enough the next time we might try too much and that's how we find the middle way. Mm. Yeah, I'll I'll have to to make the way back in a few days. Uh, but I actually I really don't want to think about it right now because it's all it's doing is stressing me out even more. Well, <laughs> there's your practice again, right? So if even the thought of it uh, brings symptoms of anxiety, well, here's an opportunity to practice. Great. And framing it in the context of practice, right? I'm not going on a train ride. I'm practicing. Now the whole thing is a—it uh, it has a different flavor. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, great. I'm just... Well, well, well done for being so brave. Well done for sharing all of that so openly. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're trained, aren't we, to think that there's something wrong with us if we're scared? But that's faulty. Oh boy, I, I I still have that one as well a lot. The whole and yet here you guilt, are sharing guilt guilt, right? guilt for for be feeling guilty for suffering a lot. <laughs> oh really? Okay, okay. That kind of surprises me because you're so good at sharing about it. Yeah, and yeah. yet it's there. Nice job testing your boundaries, says Rick. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It is yeah. there. So it's there, but perhaps not to the degree that it might have been in the past. Uh, certainly, I remember a time where I wouldn't have told anyone that I was scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, it, it varies greatly. Sometimes there, there also is a point of being like, fuck it. This uh -huh. is this is too much right now. I don't give a shit. I need to get it out somehow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I even even today I realized like on the train when I kind of had I had to sit up and walk a bit and and stuff, or just be behave in a way that might that might be like uh, someone else could notice it and wonder about it. I I noticed myself in that thought frame of thought, but. I was like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do now what I need to kind of get through this and screw what others. <laughs> yeah, great. Great. Well, once again, brother, I, I feel like you're, 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 <clears throat> how to say it, as much as the symptoms are symptoms of struggle and distress, you're still able to report with such clarity about what's going on. But once again, we have another of these situations where you're reporting duka duka everywhere, and yet I don't really feel concerned for you. That's interesting. There is like this this quality of just observing it all is pretty present. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that th it's that clarity that gives me faith that you will find your way through all of this. I think it has also saved me uh, a, a number of times already from yeah. just that being like at the verge of losing, like kind of losing it completely, but then not losing it completely because something's there that prevented it. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's likely that seeing if if we're in a situation where we're freaking out and our uh, concept of what's going on is that we're rather like a leaf being blown about on the wind. That uh, all of that stuff out there really does have the power to make us feel these things without relief or mercy. Then we might just think that it's going to continue endlessly. We've no uh, outlet such as our sangha call in the evening. We've no outlet such as our clear seeing by which we can see all of those sensations as object. It's just all happening. It has truly, the mercy it has, of it. 
felt this merciless, but there's all sometimes there's you also see our mercilessness. Yeah, this kind of quality about it, like today, where I was like, man, I, I can't really do anything about it right now anyway. So there's a surrender quality? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. In a way. So I may as well, so, right? So I may, sorry? In a way, it certainly didn't feel like it, but I still chose certain things over other things. <laughs> right. Right, so there's a degree of surrender. Also, that actually sounds like a degree of control. The right kind of control. I chose. I chose certain things over other things. So, so in a sense, now the image that, that comes is of the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the drowning swimmer who's being thrown down the rapids, who certainly isn't going to be able to swim against the current, but might be able to direct the body to grab onto a branch or two. Yeah, Maybe that's and I was also fortunate on. Nora there uh, to just distract me a little or just share share that I'm having a hard time. Much of what's ha actually happening is hard to put into words, but yeah. Well, so you say, but <laughs> that I'm not doing so well right now is often is enough to just take the edge of a smidge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, and and you say that you're not able to put a lot of it into words. I know it's difficult and yet your reportage is always wonderful. <laughs> where I'm sitting. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well done. Well done. Thanks. Hey Ron. Good to have you. Hey, Robert. How's it going? See you guys. It's going well. It's going well. Ron, I received your text. I didn't get back to you because I'm pretty much offline for a no, week or 10 days good, now. Man. But uh, I wanted to come and do this. And I'm glad I did because there's nine of us. How wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're here, Dan. It's always a yeah. pleasure talking to you. Always, always. Welcome back, Carl. Hey, hey guys. Good to see you again. Does anyone else have anything they want to share? I might have something. Um, right. So, I, I'm I'm gonna try to word this as 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 clearly as I can because this this might take me a bit of time. Sure, so, sure. I today I I woke up and I just decided I'm not gonna go to work. I'm 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 like. I just didn't want to do it, deal with the, the the dukkha inside of the work, the work that creates. So I'm just moving to seclusion myself for today, just to mm -hmm. see how I feel. Mm -hmm. I've been struggling with this, with anapati practice recently because um, I'm looking at my mind and I'm seeing my mind and even using the words like my mind is is, is a bit crazy to me because I'm identifying like it's as something as mine when it's not even there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing the mind, but yet I'm claiming it all the time, clinging and clinging and clinging. But then when it comes to the body, I'm able to detach myself from my body or detach myself from experiences. I'm not claiming mm -hmm. experiences or any sensations in my body anymore. But when it comes to the mind, I'm still clinging to the mind, and that causes. Mm -hmm. So so much confusion because I'm 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 not sure how 
how even if I say I can let it go because there is no I. So I'm, I'm really mind boggled by by this whole thing because I've been even that language I use with myself when I talk. I try to avoid like I, me. Whenever I spot that, I'm like, what is what what is this? Well, why am I creating this false language within myself? When it, when it comes to the mind, I'm freely using I, my mind. I want to do this. I feel that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But with everything yeah. else, I don't feel like that. I. Right. So, so I, I, I can't possibly know enough about what's going on to, to say this with any certainty, but I wonder if it might be that uh, it's a, it's a, it, the tidiest way to say this is that it might be a head heart thing. A mm-hmm. uh, great teacher called Adi Ashanti talks about three levels of knowing head, heart and gut. And it sounds like it might be the case, Carl, that you know that the body isn't you on a heart or a gut level, but that to say that the mind isn't you might still be a, a head level. You know, theoretically, that the mind isn't you, but perhaps you've not quite seen through that yet. And it sounds like that's the kind of frustration that might occur where, say, and I all the time with, with regard to the mind, I know there's not a mind. If you see that directly, there's no problem anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that yeah. sounds. Yeah, I feel. I, I again, once I say, I feel like I don't see it directly. I, I, it just pops well, up and I cling to it. But with everything else, I'm able to uh, to separate it. There's more like moments. Yeah. I have more space, more distance between those things. Well, can I yeah. actually uh, butt in here and say something? Yeah, go ahead. Sure, Ron. So uh, a little while back, uh, Dan was telling me about how the mind functions based off of pattern recognition and pattern execution, basically. And, you know, uh, upon pondering that for a little, one of the things that I came to realize, uh, one of the reasons it's so hard to, to disidentify from the mind is because you're trying to see the bare sensations of reality as it is. But the thing is, the mind has... a a pattern execution system for when these sensations come up and what i've come to see is that the mind you kind of identify with that pattern execution and so whenever a sensation comes up your brain generates a reaction Mm -hmm. that does make sense Uh, if you don't mind asking a question so essentially, I feel like this is one of the things where I was struggling in my, in my practice. Struggling is a funny word. And, uh, mm-hmm. Until I came out according to the, 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 the Murato and I was introduced into gladdening the mind. And mm-hmm. I can't even say the word yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Way of gladdening the mind because I feel like that's the missing factor. But I, at the same time, I've done, I feel not a lot but I've, I, I keep noticing myself in, in a different ways that I'm I'm able as I said detach myself from my body I detach myself from mm. sensations and emotions but the mind as Ron probably said is still creating those habits and patterns yet I'm not, I'm still clinging to it so I feel like I'm, I'm maybe I'm just not practicing it correctly with the gladdening the mind or I'm just still could be and apparent i'm wondering about perhaps trying to simply replicate whatever success that you're having with the body you say you're able to disidentify from the body while the body is just sensation it's 
something observed, same as the mind, or what we might call the mind in a moment. I suppose the, the word mind is problematic because it can mean so many different things. But in a moment, you've got experience and some of that experience we call body and some of that experience we call mind. I wonder if you could look at whatever part of experience in a moment you're calling mind in the same way as you're looking at body. Yes, Scott. Oh, yeah, just to um, add on to that, like. Um, just as bodily sensations are seen as sensations, thoughts are actually themselves tangible sensations, too. It's uh -huh. just that usually usually you think you are like the the linear mental talk. So like you identify as the mental talk. So it's easier to see like bodily sensations as sensations. But the mental talk is actually a tangible sensation that's appearing in awareness too. So mm. if you can if you can if you can look a little bit closer at thoughts like the moment they arise and catch them, like it which that comes with practice. Like if, the more you do it, the better you get. Um, you can actually see that even those are like it's a tangible sensation, just like appearing. <laughs> Um, same as a body, bodily sensation or uh, mental imagery. Yeah, I, 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 I guess so. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I, I think I'm, I'm just missing the gladdening the mind factor still because I only been practicing this for like maybe a, a month or so. Uh, so I'm, I'm still getting not cleaning out my mind as efficiently as I should be, I guess, before. And I'm not seeing the thoughts as they become as, as quick as I, I could be. Well, there's a should in there. Yeah. Uh, right, which is always tricky territory. Hey, DJ. Hey. Uh, and uh, yes, there was something else in there that got my attention. Rick, did you did you have something to say that became nothing to say <laughs> well that, that happens a lot doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> um i just want to i'm not sure if it directly addresses it but i would like to mention that i in my experience what i've seen is that um, um certain sensations and reactions um like the, the the moment of identification seems to happen at different speeds um, and I know when it comes to, you know, thoughts or, or thinking, um, it happens so rapid, like with, with physical sensations, I guess, I notice it's a, a little bit of a slower process. So it's a bit easier to distance or to, to disassociate. But when it comes to thoughts, I find it's so rapid that um, it's really tricky to slow down that sort of like a tape. Um, but that just, but again, I think that's just one of those things that comes with, with practice, with noticing, with observing. But, but when I understood, or as I understand this phenomenon that, that it, uh, things run at different rates, I kind of give myself a break when it comes to um, certain, certain aspects of the practice. And then say, well, you know, I'm at a point where I feel like I've progressed to a point where I can, you know, with relative ease, not associate with this, these particular sensations or phenomenons. But when it comes to things like what you're describing, Carl, things happen so quickly 
it's a bit like what you were describing with the fire hose, that it takes a lot longer, I think, in general, to to slow everything down and to to recognize, oh, okay, that's that's not that's not part of you know that's nothing to associate with with the eye or whatever. I don't know if that was helpful. It was, it was, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Carl. Hey. <clears throat> Do you mind if I give you a little tip that I learned from Domorado recently? Of course. Okay, so uh, something that it's been helping me too is that um, <laughs> I forgot what it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, maybe that was the tip to forget about it. <laughs> no, there was something along the lines of that, to be honest with you. A live demonstration. I love it awesome. when this happens, honestly. I'm like, awesome. pretty great. Great. All right. There's <laughs> nothing to think about. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed that. It's a good tip for us all. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> Wonderful. Robert, you had a hand up that went down. Um, yeah, so, um, I have two questions. The first question is for you, Dan, is, um, can I vape in the Sangha? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I had never even considered making any rules. Yeah, of course. So, Dude, so I, I, uh, I, I appreciate your respectfulness, Robert, but, uh, I still have no intention of making any rules. Last time I was uh, called Domorado, I took a couple of hits of my vape. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't care at all. Well, Robert, there you go. By the way, I wasn't, I wasn't cool with poking. vaping. We're cool with vaping. Robert, I wasn't poking Thanks, fun or anything at you, mate. I, I just, it, just the synchronous, like just you saying that, it just arrived, like just brought a laugh out of me. So thanks. Yeah, for that's the, fine. It's it was fun. a pretty funny question. Um, <laughs> yeah. My other question is, um, is for Scott. He said something that I found really interesting, which was that when you're noticing the body sensations, if you identify as the linear thought process, it makes it easier to notice the body sensations. So my question is, if I'm trying to notice and disidentify from the linear thought process, is it a good idea to identify with the body sensations? Like, no. does it work vice versa? No, 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 no. Um, the, so, like, it's like uh, you played video games before, right? Uh, yeah. So, like, when you first start at a video game, you're pretty, like, slow at it. Like, you're pretty clunky. You're not used to, like, the rules of the game and the controls. So, like, you, you react a little bit slower and, like, you're going to lose in the beginning. Like, you're not going to catch the thoughts as they come. Um, the point is not to identify as another perception and go to an and and uh and disidentify from other perceptions the point is to disidentify from whatever perception is arising in that moment so it's like but it's like a video game where you your reaction time gets faster and faster the, the more you do it so it's like if the if in the moment it's a bodily sensation that's coming into awareness you, you disidentify from that if it's a thought from that sometimes there's not thoughts Sometimes there's not bodily sensations. Sometimes there's not feelings. Sometimes there's all of them at the same time. But the point is, like going, pew, 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 like getting them faster and faster. And at a certain point, like it becomes like almost a natural, like easier process because, like in the same way you get really good at a video game, 
you just start to go into like flow state and just do it mm-hmm. yeah, like on autopilot just like yeah mindful of it um, yeah is, is disidentifying the same as being mindful or is there like a second step like you notice it like, and then disidentify or is it the same the noticing is the disidentifying so you okay just, it's the same you notice it you're you're seeing it whereas before if you think you are it you're not actually noticing it yeah because you are not anything that you can experience so within putting it into your awareness that you're able to experience it 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 kind of goes to show you that there's a separate there's you there that is experiencing well indeed and if you look hard enough I didn't need You'll to like consciously report until that there's there, nothing right? left. Say yeah. that right. again, Dan. Right. I said if you look hard enough, you'll whittle it down until there's nothing left. Yeah, until you experience the experiencer. That would and be that, that, like uh, well, and then yeah, the, well, the flip into the it, witness, right? It it it, it breaks down. Subject object relativity breaks down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and indeed, yeah. It's subtractive process yeah it, it it breaks down you're you're seeing 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 making everything object and i i created a practice for myself around exactly this at one point to to take a snapshot of my entire experience and then anything that i could see was of course object so then i would look for the experiencer of that object i would look for the subject well, if I can see that now, that's object. So I would then look again. Okay, where's the subject? Now that's object. And you keep going and going and going and going and going until, and again, it has this game-like quality. Scott, I loved your pew, 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 kind of like <laughs> the sound effects, right? And, and Carl, I suspect that might be the key to what you might be missing right now is that game-like quality, which is oh, indeed gladdening the mind. Yeah, and honestly, I think kind of like comparing the path itself to a video game does make it easier because it's it's you know, a great yeah yeah because you're just trying to play the game. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no um, seriousness is, in it. And and as soon as we look at it that way, it is that way, right? As soon as it becomes whack a mole, then <laughs> off we go. Right? Yeah. I'm done. He played some like first person. Uh, shooter games again recently after a long time uh-huh. and, and when I kind of snapped out of it suddenly everything was like Ho- holy shit is this actually a first person video game well yeah that kind of experience it, it, of a first person experience yeah it got my attention earlier, Doug, when you were talking about uh, <laughs> about um, the world outside being like a movie. Yeah, is that so bad? I mean, great, cool. Let's let's call it a movie. Let's watch it as though it's a movie. Yeah, no, I, I like seeing it like that as well. Kind of yeah. like the visual perception just being another screen. I'm I'm thinking about us all sort of grabbing bags of popcorn now and going and wandering around outside. <laughs> good, good work there, officer. You found him, detective. 
I wasn't dealing. No, he was vaping and eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah, Dan, can really I run is, something by really you? There is a lot of us. There's loads of us. Yes, of course, Alex, you can run something by me. So, um, it's interesting. Uh, today, you know, I, I woke up and I felt like the, the house of cards, video game, whatever you want to say, just, just went away and, and was gone, fell down. Bye -bye. And, um, and, uh, before when that would happen, I would, there'd be like more reality to it. There'd be like, oh, wow, like some, like I'm fucked. I got to call Dan or I got to take a breath or I got to do something. And I just like noticed that too. So I saw that too. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to take, yeah. I'm just going to enjoy these breaths right here. We're going to, we're, we're going to do a little reset. And I was able to feel good. And as soon as I felt good, I, I did not hesitate. I congratulated myself immediately. It's like, oh, great. All right. Feeling good now. Um, and then, you know, it would, there'd be like some unwholesome thoughts there. And, and the, the unwholesome thought that has been more or less coming up uh, in the past 24 hours is like, I don't know how to relax or I, I can't relax now, or I don't remember what it is to relax. Whereas before I would be able to like see the unwholesome thought and see all of the like the doing of it, the doing of the thinking and be like, oh, okay, I could just relax. I could just relax. And uh, yesterday, I think that's kind of like actually what took me out because I, I started to believe the thought. I started to believe the thought that I don't know how to relax. Well, at least I can see that, right? So, so that's you can. good. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've just, I don't know, really, honestly, I've, I kind of just came to like a surrender moment today where it's just like, all right, okay. I see it. You're, you're looking for a standard. You're looking for practice to be the same way it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. mm, you want things to be different than they are now. You want to feel a little bit better. This joy isn't good enough. And I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, all right, this is good enough. This is good enough. This is good enough right here. And, and then of course, you know, there's the thought, well, is it really good enough? Or what happened to my practice? I'm losing my progress. No, 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 no. That, there, there it is again. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You just relax from that. And it's just, it really is like a, it's a, it's like a fucker. It's a little fucker. It's just like trying to fuck with you. And it's like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I know how to, I'm fine. Wow. I'm fine. Okay. I'm all right. Well, well <laughs> the benefit of us recording these calls is we can wind the clock back a month or two and compare this little fucker to where Alex was a month or two ago. And I think Alex will be pleased. Yeah, and that's what... Uh... <laughs> that's true, that's right. Every time Rick says like, yeah, sure, he comes back. <laughs> sure. So no, I'm you're right. You gotta be a what? dirty spawn camper, Alex. Spawn what? camping. You gotta spawn be a dirty going. spawn camper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's like it's interesting, you know. Sometimes I'll just I'll like let go completely. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. And then the next thought will come up. Oh no, you gotta do something. <laughs> oh, I'm done. 
and you know it just keeps it can keep coming and then in the moment when i least expect it i'll be like sitting there on my toilet taking a dump and my eyes will be closed and there it all is there's that peace there's that tranquility there's that like meditation everything's Uh, fine yeah everything's fine yeah so (laughs) shitting meditation is in the suitors (laughs) really wait really yeah 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 i'm not i'm not sure if you can search the entire uh access to insight or or suitor central but if you search (laughs) defecation you'll find a passage on uh shitting meditation yeah (laughs) there's a book called the buddha poops that you can buy (laughs) (laughs) com so i just i mean dan i like i i feel like sometimes when i say things now instead of like being hungry for a solution i'm kind of like enthusiastically sharing the yes, experience I see and that. what I'm observing. Yeah, um, but I, that. I guess what that's great. Thank you. Uh, but I guess like what I was looking for was just yeah, I don't know anything you could say to make it uh, a little. How bit. about a pat on the back? How that's about funny. one of these? Oh, that'll do. Well, that'll I do. Think, I think that that pattern recognition tip also applies to this. You know, kind of trying to see what it is that makes these thoughts arise because it is just a pattern you know your brain reacting to some stimuli oh yeah i remember now um the other thing that i wanted to say is dan i don't know if you remember but before you went on vacation i told you about how i was able to like see this thought as as like um as like just a belief actually i was able Mm -hmm. to see the thought itself as just a belief in the existence of an eye that's thinking mm-hmm. this thought. And without that belief, it all falls down. Now, mm-hmm. for a couple of days, I was able to kind of like use that as a frame of reference, but mm-hmm. it, I went back to it, you know, and, and like, I, I can't see it the same way that I saw it before. Some of those thoughts are- Keep just going. Hard. Keep going. Yeah. You had, you had an XP boost for a couple yeah. of days there. <laughs> now you're back to, <laughs> back to the grind. And, and, and yeah, and I guess the, the question would be an obvious, like the answer to the, so I'll say this, the question is, and then the answer to the question that I made, and we'll see if you have a better one, but the, the question was, is there, would you recommend keep like practicing to get back to that place where I could see the belief and let it all fall apart from there? Or just follow Dukkha, Dukkha Nuroda, which in this moment, for me at least, would probably just be to relax. Because what I noticed through experimentation when I kept going back to that thought um, and kept going back to that frame of reference, it was causing more Dukkha. Because it was like, oh, yeah. there's a job to do now. There's something to get back to. This should ever be trying to go back to something that you had previously attained. Hmm. You know, yeah. because then it's a, it's another form of chasing. You say, oh, yeah. I've experienced this before. Why isn't it here now? Exactly. And, you, know, yeah. you try looking for, you try Luka. looking for something that's not there, honestly. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that kind of clouds you from what is right here, right now. Yeah, like you have to start so, again so, from scratch every now. Right. Every moment is fresh. And so, Alex, you had the experience there of... 
following that compass of Duca Duca Niroda. And you used your compass to determine your practice. I did. And I, and I am. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's everything that you and I have been discussing these past months. Yeah, rather than what Alex wants or what Alex craves or, you know, what I just like, nope, Duca Duca Naroda. Just going to relax yeah. right now. Just going to yeah. relax right now. Yeah. This is good enough. It sure is. Also, I think it's also important not to try to force a certain state of mind or a certain type of emotion. You know, like yeah. every single sensation, every single experience is a good practice for insight. If instead of focusing on the specifics of the situation, you know, you focus on the three characteristics of sensate experience, which is uh, impermanence and then dukkha and no self. You know, every single sensation, every single experience is an opportunity to investigate further into these characteristics of sensate experience yeah and i i think the reason why this question arose for me ron is because like that's something i'm very interested in and i see the value and the benefit of that because when it happens when that clear seeing happens it's like so stark it's like holy shit yeah, this is holy fucking shit. incredible the holy shit moment the holy shit moment but as to your point if i go on investigating and looking for that stuff and that's causing dukkha it's probably best to just relax yeah, because you have to realize that might have been a, a holy shit experience but like all other experiences it is impermanent it will arise and pass away mm. 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 you know not it, there's there's no such thing as continuity almost you know it's it's just mm -hmm. another experience and mm. when you try reaching back for it you know, now you're starting to be picky about what you want to experience instead of just experience it, regardless of what the context of your experience is. So I guess like, how do we, how do we know when it's appropriate to just relax and appropriate to investigate? Um, and and in, investigate in a relaxed way. It's all right. And I, and I got, and that's kind of the other. And that's kind of what I did. Because sometimes you'll be relaxed and sometimes you won't be relaxed. But whether you are or not, they're both good opportunities to investigate. Whether you're happy or you're sad, those are both good opportunities to investigate. Whether you're angry or you're peaceful, you know, they're, well, they're no, just no, no, emotions, no. sensations. It, I don't know about that. because If you're happy, if you're happy, you're going to be too busy being happy. There's no need to investigate at that point. You need to investigate dukkha. You don't need it. happiness is the is the answer mm -hmm. to, to dukkha. There's no need to. You just enjoy it. <laughs> you just that's that's but what why not about. investigate happiness. That's you know if you investigate dukkha and then you become happy and you don't investigate that, you're like oh I've got to where I want to be. You're you're favoring one experience over another. Ooh, well, yeah, well, I, I favor well, happiness over dukkha. That's my that's my. I got I, it. It's, <laughs> That's I got to be another dukkha, because <laughs> you're claiming like you achieved the goal. I got to be happy, so let's investigate happy. That's just another dukkha thought, isn't it? It's setting yourself up for failure. I got happy, so you're saying what I was doing before, why I was not happy mm -hmm. before. It, it, it arises more questions out of investigating mm -hmm. into that. 
instead of just it also, it also implies an additive process as opposed to a subtractive one. Happiness is what's left in the absence of dukkha, mm. as opposed yeah. to happiness being something that we construct and have to maintain. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of why I asked when to relax, when to investigate. Because of course, when I'm really relaxed, there's no need to investigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it is kind of like so it makes sense then why there'd be that confusion there. Yeah. But then still, cool. there is an importance to investigation. So, <laughs> well, uh, uh, investigation is a tool, mm-hmm. right? And once we've once we've built the house, we don't continue dragging the tools around. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the house. Okay. Now that still has that still actually is an additive image, but I think you can all. Yeah, that's another. It reminds me of, uh, so the investigation is like the thorn that removes the thorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once you remove the thorn, you don't need the thorn that you remove the thorn with anymore. You get let it go. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. reminds me, I don't know if any of you guys, I'm sure you guys could relate. I, I just would love to share this because this is just, this is a, this is something I'm proud of. This is congratulations. Um, but in the beginning of all this, a lot of the practice was much more regimented, like militaristic. Like, I got to notice the unwholesome thought. Then I got to put a wholesome thought. Then I got to gladden the mind. If I don't, I'm a bad boy. Oh, there's another unwholesome thought. And now it's more like, oh, I can I can see the whole process happening and just after a while, just relax. Relax from the process. Be like, oh, that's, that's all right. No problem. Oh, that's, oh, there's nothing to do. Oh, I know you think there's something to do, but we're, we're good here. I'll just relax. Exactly That's as beautiful. we would expect. And, and Scott, you used the analogy of the video game, but indeed it goes for learning any skill, doesn't it? When we say we go for our first boxing lesson, we're going to be, whoo-hoo, okay. That's a pretty charged context, mm. isn't it? Right? Mm. But then you look at Floyd Mayweather in the ring against uh, another champion boxer, and he's cool as a cucumber. Aikido. Mm. Right, Rick can actually speak from experience here. What That's was your first like point. lesson like, Rick? It was painful. I didn't know how to fall. People were people were throwing me all every which way and trying to explain how to like land safely. But I still limped away from that class and for the next two months until I learned how to properly fall. And that wasn't even the yeah. offensive part. That was just the defensive part. So to speak. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. Rick, but then, uh, Rick, did you then, did you read Mastery by George Leonard? No, I haven't. I haven't come across that. No. It's a book. It's a book. Uh, not not specifically about Aikido, but the author is an Aikido master and uses uh, examples from Aikido um, in in the process of the book. And it's a real cool read. I really recommend it. Okay, yeah, Zap it in the chat and I'll, I'll check it out. I, I'm always interested to see how some of those principles apply, you know, so mm. cool, yeah. So the first Aikido lesson is painful? Yeah, but it's like, also it's also um, like a bit of, a, of an awakening too, um, because, you know, all of my previous, all of my previous martial arts skills were made pretty much useless. 
So it was a humbling experience at the same time because I'd already yeah. been involved in striking arts for 15 years. Right. And they they uh, they made they they nullified everything I had or thought I had, and so that Damn. was a great experience to realize that you know here I am sitting at third degree black belt in my school, with 15 mm -hmm. years of you know having run my own classes and and everything, and then going in and just getting flipped around like a fish out of water. And so it was, it was, wow. it was phenomenal. Wow. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That, really that's something like that. you guys have to understand. The first lesson is don't get hit. It's just learning the lesson that's painful. <laughs> is that from dodgeball? <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. So, so then many aikido lessons occur yeah and cut to rick walks into is it a dojo in aikido oh yeah it's still a dojo yeah they're still it's using the japanese okay. yeah i didn't i didn't want to uh use the wrong term mm -hmm. um and now rick is cool as a cucumber having yeah and even or well, even outside of the dojo it's not necessarily when you step on the mat but there was a couple of situations that I had to diffuse using, I wouldn't say actual physical ability, but using more the the training in order to diffuse some uh, potentially violent situations and remain as quote cool as a cucumber in the refrigerator, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it worked out very well. Mm -hmm. Good, yeah. great. So so there you have it, Alex. That's that's the path that you're on the in the beginning the skill is new and we're unskilled and there's a lot to process and learn and then over time we relax damarato talks about the musicians right who in the beginning must have distraction free dedicated practice time putting that new student in front of an audience out in the real world would be a terrible idea. They need that distraction-free, private, dedicated practice time where they can put their whole attention on being very deliberate with what they're doing with the instrument. Then comes maybe they rehearse with other instrumentalists, but again in private, right? They're skilled enough now to start thinking about what other people are doing as they do what they're doing. Then they're ready to perform. And then finally, Damarato uses the example of Louis Armstrong, who is always seen playing. He's just playing as if with a toy. Mm. Completely relaxed, always. But I'd like to add something to that a bit. I would also say that it's important at whatever stage you are to be to enjoy it, whatever stage yeah. you are. Because, yeah. you know, and this is something that I, I learned early on in any pursuit that I had was to not be anxious about getting to a level of mastery. Because mm -hmm. once I arrived there, I knew that it wasn't going to be enough, quote, enough. Mm -hmm. Instead, it was to be enjoy, enjoy the practice as a beginner or as a, you know, intermediate or an advanced or whatever. But at each stage to to find that joy or enjoyment 
because then it didn't matter where you were on that, you know, in the in the line, and you weren't looking towards getting. Okay, I'll be happy when you won't be making that statement. I'll be happy when it doesn't. That's not even important. It's like I'm practicing. I'm happy. <laughs> Boom. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe. Uh, Rick, that just reminded me uh, of a question. Um, like, as a language teacher, how, would you have tips for how, when learning a language, to be, like, to enjoy it more at, like, kind of a beginner, mid middle stage? Because I find that, yeah, I'm, I'm not very skilled at, at this. Just from learning other skills in the past, I generally learned them by beating myself up into submission instead of enjoying them. So I wonder if you had any tips as a teacher. Yeah, um, I'd say that one of the mistakes that a lot of language learners make as adults that children don't make is that they love, children love to copy what they hear as soon as they hear it. They apply it almost immediately without any um, self-consciousness right about like how they're going to look they're not worried about embarrassing themselves um but as in, as adults we don't want to look foolish or stupid or ignorant and because language is by its necessity a communication tool it's very easy for us to fall into that that trap so i suppose um the the way to to enjoy it is to you know use the use the phrases as quickly as you can, even if it doesn't seem right. And oftentimes it will be, there's less of a chance uh, actually of, um, there's far less of a chance of, uh, you know, making making yourself, making a fool of yourself than there is just uh, having a good laugh with everybody. So I don't know, for me, it's just about um, taking it and using it as soon as you hear it. You know, and that way you'll not only increase your vocabulary, but you'll increase your enjoyment and maybe you'll even surprise some people and yourself with what you're able to, um, you know, uh, what you're able to, uh, to, to say. Um, yeah, and I don't know, other than that, it's, um, you know, language is a little bit like collecting, but it's, but it's not just collecting, it's also about showing it, you know, not showing it off, but showing it. So it's the process of collecting and showing, collecting and showing until it's already yours, you know? So I don't know if that helps at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the yeah, that's best helpful. way that's to helpful. like, this is the best way to gamify it. And again, um, children, it, they're like our best teachers because of the natural way that they learn, they learn languages, you know, you know, for until about the age of, I'd say nine or 10, and then we have to say, OK, what are they doing that we're not doing in order to, to for it to seem to come so naturally to them? And one of those things is that they're able to speak without a lot of self-consciousness. They, they, they steal the language and they use it for their own rather than like just recording it down into a notebook and then like, OK, is this the right situation? Oh, can I use it? No. Um, no, it's like removing that, trying to remove those doubts. And even if you're sure it's wrong, say it anyway. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's fun. The, the mistakes are fun. The mistakes are fun and they're funny. And they're like, yeah. you know, a lot of people think that 
you're going to say you're going to offend someone, but that's all in the movies. There's very little chance that you're going to say a word or a phrase that's, that's that's actually offensive to someone by mistake. That's only and for they comic just they value. just laugh. Generally, they just but, laugh yeah, at you. Exactly. Yeah, if you do. Yeah. So. Exactly. And <laughs> and and, and, and if it's a game, they're really they, then they're suddenly they're laughing with you because you find it funny too, rather yeah. than them laughing at your mistake. You're both laughing at the fact that you're gone off with the language and you're still mm-hmm. working on it. It's fine. And it's fun. So I, I don't know. That's my advice. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. I, I yeah just in, I, in general. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead, Joe. Okay. I, I was just going to say in, in general, I have trouble learning almost like any skill I choose just because like my, my parents described me from a very young age as like an anxious child. And I was always like, the best student in the class that was like paranoid about ever making a mistake at a very young age. You know, I was like planning my retirement account when I was like eight, you know, and like, so it's, it's like a constant sort of like actually learning how to do something that from, I, I guess from a very young age, of course, when you're four, then it's not like this. But even as a kid, my parents described me that I, I just wasn't a kid, you know, um, I was just wow. that anxious kid who was like always perfect and always like had to be the best student and just like constantly studying, constantly uh, trying to be the best at whatever I did. Right. Uh, you have to revel. You have to revel in the messiness that is language. Yeah. Because it's 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 all about. It's not even just about words. It's about meaning and context too. And so yeah, a lot of it is just you know just get in get down and dirty with it. It's it's great. It's great. It's a great experiment it's a great chance to investigate it's a great chance to communicate yeah i just wanted to vouch for for what rick was saying i've been doing a very childlike uh attempt at learning some bengali with debbie and her parents i'll hear them saying stuff on the phone and i don't have a clue and i'll just repeat sounds and her parents laugh without fail they're always <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I might be like starting halfway through a word, but slowly I I kind of pick little bits up, and then like, like a baby does, right? Pronunciation like is always wrong, but but then you know Deb will correct me, and I'll have fun, kind of just that. I think we we kind of lose the the fun, don't we? Of of just making noises, right? You look at a really small child and they're... <laughs> right? Because they're like, what's all this? What's... what's I got lips and a tongue and a, they don't know what they're called yet, but they've got all this <laughs> hardware and uh, and they're, they're, they're just exploring it, right? I spend a lot of time trying to encourage new drum students to just wave their arms around. And see what happens and sure enough the kids are more likely to do that than the grown-ups because the grown-ups have an idea that if they're a grown-up they ought to already be good at what they're doing which is just absurd if you think about it right you you go for a first lesson in anything and that assumption that you ought to somehow be any good at all is just crazy and yet that there's there's that inhibition isn't there? And it's it's all schooling. It's all schooling that teaches us that. If it weren't for the way that school does their thing, we would retain that natural learning. 
right the way through. I, I sometimes wanna... make for fun. Yes, Rick. What was that, Doug? I just, I sometimes just make fart noises for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try that on the train. <laughs> <laughs> right? I bet it'll help. It'll definitely give you, a, uh, you know, the seat next to you. Yeah. You might even have to end up with an empty carriage. <laughs> those, are, those, are, those are vacant anyway because of Corona, man. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you got a hand up. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to um, circle back to something Rick was saying because it was very, very important. Um, he, what he he was talking about how every every stage, every part of the path should be enjoyed. So mm. what whatever part of the path you're on is the path itself, and. And so it's it's not as if uh, we are meditating to become enlightened. The meditation is the enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So that's a very important point and something to keep in mind. Whatever stage you're in, there's like tons of dukkha, there's no dukkha, whatever is going on. All right, Alex. That's great, Scott. Thanks. Um, I feel like it's and, a catalyst as well, like satisfaction. Like whatever other technique you're doing, if you do it while you're happy, it's more effective. So uh, what I was going to say, um, we were talking about it earlier before Joe asked this question about the language. Uh, we were talking about how practice, the skill of practice changes. And I was curious if in your guys' experience, and, and you too as well, Dan, if the enthusiasm, uh, the intensity of that enthusiasm changes at all. Because for me, you know, I remember like when I was throwing the axe, it was like I was playing, you know, it was like when I was a 14 year old and in, in my sitting in my basement, it's 3 a.m. And I've been playing video games for 10 hours and I'm not getting up until I beat this boss battle. I'm having so much fun. It's exhilarating. I got Doritos and Mountain Dew next to me and I just can't wait. <laughs> but but like this, how it is now is like, oh, OK, I, I see you, Berator. I'll oh, just relax. So there's like there's an enthusiasm, but it's not like as much as it was before. And I think the unwholesome thought that's showing up for me now sometimes is like, oh, you you gotta have more enthusiasm, otherwise you're you're gonna miss it. You know what I mean? And and I know that's just an unwholesome thought too. So I was curious if that's kind of like the natural way of things. Yeah, I would say um, follow your enthusiasm. So at 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 any given moment. If you're like forcing yourself to meditate, but you really rather be watching Netflix, go go fucking watch Netflix, dude. Like, follow your enthusiasm. Like, that's gonna be more skillful. Like, that's gonna be more skillful than than uh, beating yourself up and like doing something you actually don't want to do. Because if you're doing something you don't want to do, like, that's that's like almost counterintuitive to what meditation really is. Now, there is that, and I, and I appreciate you saying that, but in the beginning, there was, I don't want to do this, but what but I, I would be... Okay, let, let, me, let me counter that. It's like, it's, it's like learning an instrument, okay? At, in the beginning, you're putting in effort, right? It's difficult yeah. to learn the instrument, but 
you want to learn the instrument. Yeah. It, you you yeah. wouldn't be here if you didn't really want to do this. You would be right. in the world doing something else. So right. it may seem like at times, I'm not saying it's always, there's never effort, but it's an effortless effort in the sense that you really want to be doing it. Yeah. You're choosing to practice meditation. Yeah. I guess um, maybe... <laughs> Sorry. I appreciate your guys' input. Dan, I think this question would be better suited to you because I remember when you you told me specifically, you said the practice is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is the practice. And when you said that, I think something went off in my head as an interpretation like, okay, enthusiasm has to look a certain way. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is, and, this is one of those... You said moments where the teacher starts to sweat. <laughs> no, there's no sweating over there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, Nora. <laughs> hey, Nora. Good to see you. Um, no, I loved everything that Scott was saying. And I think that um, another way to say it might be that there are stages in this that we can point to in retrospect. And I think also, Alex, you're someone who has really thrown yourself at this. But it, it's always going to be contained in what Scott said, which is you did that because you wanted to do it. You were enthusiastic because you wanted to be enthusiastic. You you bought my image of, of throwing the axe because you wanted to buy it. Um, so it all there's really no way to get outside of intention it's it's a it's a delusion really that we think that we can do something that we don't want to do it's just not possible mm, okay it's the same as when people say be yourself you can't get away from being yourself <laughs> i think along the lines of, of more specifically what i mean is when an unwholesome thought shows up right the enthusiasm yeah. weeks ago would have been oh yes i got it Woo! And now it's it's more like, oh, okay, good. That's good. Okay. Good to see well, that. I, I can I'm, just relax I'm, right now. I'm failing to hear a problem here. <laughs> the, it's not necessarily. A you want to get it right, right? Well, now your original question, if I recall, was has the enthusiasm changed for yeah. each of us? Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean. I struggle to find any two moments that are the same. Of course it changes. <laughs> it just became too easy for you to spot this. I mean, the, the curve level of your skill has gotten so good. It's like playing a video game that is too easy for you. But the levels of, of life will always change because it's cycling in and out. So you will have moments where you're going to be super enthusiastic to to remove this dukkha or suffering or really enthusiastic about practice, but then there's going to be easy moments where you're just like, okay, that's at least how it is for me. Mm. I got it. Thanks guys. It just, the, the same thing follows that after a while, it's like, ah, oh, just relax. Just thinking yeah. about this is, is dukkha. Just asking about it. this, just talking mm -hmm. about this, just wondering about this. You know, wondering if it's done right, but it's just all dukkha. So just relaxing from it, and there, there's the practice. You got it, and there's the smile that follows.
Yeah. Robert. Um, like, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, hey! Yeah, all right. I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Good shit, guys. Mm-mm-mm, that's some tasty dharma. <laughs> Yummy. Om nom 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 nom. I have a, I have a different question, but other people right. have their hands raised. No, that go might for be it. More relevant. Okay, this was from ages and ages ago that I just didn't get um, a chance to like say, but it was about self-inquiry. Um, mm. I know there's a point where you're supposed to sort of like the mind is supposed to come like focused and stable. And then you're supposed to like switch your identification from the ego to the like the object of like the observer. And then you become like this like witness that's like empty of content. But I've tried to do that. And at different stages, it'll have like more or less emptiness. So if I have a very refined object and I, and I make the switch, I will have a very empty sensation of the witness of being the witness. But if I have a less refined, less stable um, object and I make the switch, there will be like more of a, a, a quality to the witness. It will be less empty. Um, it'll be, still still be like kind of more me. And my question is sort of like, should I keep doing the self inquiry um, to the point where like, like it reaches like this like sort of perfected level before I even try to make the switch or is it or is it okay to try and make it when I feel like I'm just satisfied with noticing noticing or so here's the classic, classic misunderstanding that was in the very words of your question okay you don't become the witness you are already the witness <laughs> going to become a witness how is that possible? Like, at what point do you switch from not being the witness to being the witness? Like, when, when you so, take the stand. So, so, okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's like a weird flip. <laughs> is that it's not as it's not something that's going to be added. Like, you're not going to oh uh, start that in the future. So at some point, you're going to start abiding in awareness, or like whatever self inquiry is to you in your mind. No, no, no. It's not something that needs to be added. It's something that needs to be subtracted. So all that is needs to be done to, 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 for the witness to recognize itself is to stop believing not to be the witness. And that's something that you <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. I see. And, I see. In other words, just keep noticing just keep noticing Robert and, and gladdening the mind and 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 you know one thing that I picked up recently is I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about what Alex wants, what his point of view is, what he says. I don't care if he wants sex. I don't care if he wants this food on the menu. I don't care. He's just gonna enjoy whatever, like that's it. Duka duka naroda. And you'll start to see that like that stuff just really doesn't matter. And thinking about that stuff is duka too. Um, I have, um, I have, a. my other question, I remembered what it was, was that Scott said, if you want to do Netflix and like, that's what you're drawn to, like watch Netflix instead of meditate, you should go ahead and do that. Cause it's what feels natural little, what make little, what make you happy now. But 
my question is if if someone's like really addicted to watching tv like for example i'm really quite addicted to scrolling instagram and that feels very natural like very often but but then i wouldn't get the value of doing like more formal meditation practice should, is it a good idea to like become sort of a, an ascetic or like a lay version of an ascetic where i'd like not have access to the netflix at all so that that's not an option rather than and then i wouldn't have the do you know what i mean and then the, I, yeah, if or depends if that causes you more suffering like if if not yeah. having it causes you more suffering then well it doesn't like it does but suffering. i guess yeah. yeah but then i'd but then if but then i get i do more meditation naturally but then eventually meditation might be causing more suffering because you're you're neglecting your other part that is telling you like okay i might want to relax from meditation and to, to, to sink in into myself uh, while meditating you're just practicing concentration and concentration if you're doing like long sitting sessions it's it's really for to answer for yourself if you notice dukkha when 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 you're meditating uh, or you're or you're trying to run away from dukkha by meditating that's that's another thing that i fell into a lot i would spend like two three hours just sitting running away from my yeah. problems a lot of I, I used to do that a lot i'd meditate for like really long hours in the morning because doing anything else was kind of like a bit dull and effortful whereas meditation you can kind of just sit there and chill out or lay down in my case yeah 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 we yeah. try to escape like a lot of our reality that we're not comfortable with and that's just dukkha. But, we're not we're not yeah, but, the mind and we're not spotting the dukkha we're just actually secluding ourselves from it with with, with meditation but uh, okay yeah hey okay. robert i really appreciate yeah. you sharing all that man because i see i see so much of of habits and patterns that I've recognized within myself and what you just said. So you talk about like, should I do this? Or should I do that? I've I've even like done a form of that on uh, on this call. Um, and we're you're talking about like, should I become a lay person or should I be more at it like full force power? Well, I think a better question that might give you relief actually hopefully is am i satisfied right now can i be satisfied right now start like paying attention you know how don morado says like we pay we pay attention like like if you imagine like currency we pay attention yeah. to like these thoughts of like thinking and wondering and hoping and expecting and futuring and then we also could pay attention to am i satisfied right now no Okay. Wow, great. I can see that. Congratulations. Let me take a breath. Your your focus is 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 a dukkha dukkha naroda. So dissatisfaction and the cessation of dissatisfaction. Any amount of cessation of dissatisfaction is worthy of celebration to be congratulated as as soon as you can remember, as soon as you see it. And then relish in that. Savor that. Oh, who cares about lay persons? Who cares about becoming full force power, you know, Duca destroyer? Who cares about all this stuff? Oh, I'm just going to enjoy being here right now. Oh, but I can't enjoy being here right now. Oh, but I can enjoy this breath. Oh, that's a congratulations. I can, oh, I can congratulate myself that I can see all of this. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> I, I can congratulate myself for being grateful for all this. Ah, oh, yes. And you will be more naturally interested in that rather than all of this. Should I do this? Should I do that? And start seeing those thoughts. Should I do this? Should I do that? As Dukkha is taking you away from wholeness. Thank you. That's really that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I get really caught up a lot in and I think Ron points or Scott might have pointed this out in the chat before or no, it was Joe actually, which was like the, the meditation maps and the models and stuff. And because it's just like it can just become another form of like just thinking about the past and the future instead of like focusing on what I'm doing now. Yes, bro. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yes, and every time you notice that you're focusing more, even you could use that as your big milestone congratulations right now. Every time you notice that you're more and you're more focused on enjoying being here right now, right there. That's a congratulations. Even if you're not enjoying it. Well, I have my attention on it though. That's better. I'm destroying Duca right now because of that. <laughs> Look at that. No? Yeah. I, I understand, yeah. brother. I really do. Thank you, man. Pew pew. Pew pew. Pew pew. <laughs> yeah, that was I really well wanted to add that, um, Robert, you described uh, it kind of as an addiction. The, 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 what was Instagram stuff, the, the spending a lot of time there. And, I, I'd say that if, if you already describe it as an addiction, that there is already a, a substantial amount of, uh, of Duke in it, in a way, as, as with every addiction. And um, I, think, I think it would, could be fair to, to say or to see if we can kind of, at least kind of may, make, a, make a, a little subtle distinction that can be helpful. Because uh, when we're um, when we're kind of following our addictions, it's not something that we necessarily really, really, really want would want to do at that moment, but rather something that's so habitual that it might not even serve any purpose anymore. Um, and I think. To, to, to circle back was, uh, to the distinction that Scott gave quite a while back was more um, if we if we can if we can sense that it's a bit more maybe genuine I think I think we can all agree that we when we when we are when we are attentive and we investigate a bit we can most of the time see what whether something that that we that we thought that we think we could do now or that we think we we're going to do now if there is more of a force of kind of habit behind it or a force of this is actually Hi, what i do now hi alex hi guys and yeah i think i think this distinction might also be helpful there that certainly sounds like yeah. wisdom to me. Indeed, if we're already describing something as an addiction, I think we know that it's it's dukkha. Yeah, well, there's definitely. at least some dukkha showing up uh, some of the time, at least when we when we do those behaviours. And maybe there is a payoff as well. 
we're not going to do anything unless uh, there's some kind of uh, benefit in that cost benefit equation. But then a lot of those things, there's also Luca and Robert, you, you just described that, that actually you can quite happily uh, sit and be satisfied for long periods of time. Uh, and so, of course, there's no cost to that. And that's what's so great about practicing Dharma, the karma that ends karma. No cost, all benefit. Woo! Yeah, yeah. There's an interesting kind of... There's, there's, there's an interesting uh, kind of subtext to any conversation like this, which is that to say to someone who's addicted to crack, do whatever you like, is terrible advice. There is the case where someone needs intervention, but that's not any of us. Can I, can right. I actually Thank you. Can I say Thank something you. about this? Sure. So... I, I just wanted to add on based off of my own personal experience. I've, I've come to see that telling yourself that you're addicted to something and that you have to stop it is another form of dukkha within itself because mm. you will still do it, but you'll feel bad about doing it and tell yourself that yeah. you need to stop. I've you know, got, I've got that a lot. Like the, I'll just keep scrolling and I'll be like, I need to stop. Yeah. Like stop. you're and living in the past or in the future. Like, you know, I've told Dan this, I used to have serious problems with, uh, with marijuana and nicotine. And, you know, I would tell myself, oh, I'm addicted. I have to stop. And, you know, that telling myself that would make it even worse. And uh, on New Year's, I decided to quit everything, cold turkey, just to, to see how it was. And in that, I, I came to realize, you know, sometimes I would be in a position where it was right in front of me and I would want to do it, but I would tell myself, no, I quit. I can't do this anymore. And I would have a type of internal battle with myself. And, you know, I wouldn't really, it's not like I was always constantly thinking about doing it, but when it was right then and there, you know, or if I was with some friends, I would want to, and then I would fight with myself. And I came to realize for the most part, you know, the body is going to do one thing, and then when you don't think it's what you should be doing, your your mind is going to argue against it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. instead of trying to fight with yourself, simply be aware of what it is that you're doing right now in the present moment. And if you are doing it, ask yourself, do I want to do this right now? Or am I doing it because it's what I'm used to doing? You know, because right. and then the reason. What was that? And, and then the most powerful way to change the cost-benefit equation, which perhaps in a kind of status quo can keep us going back to those behaviors that we deem to be an addiction, the best way to change that cost-benefit equation is to raise our general level of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. As opposed to trying to discipline ourselves out of whatever behavior we deem to be naughty. Yeah, but we you just know, let's learn, say, oh, sorry. We just learn to be satisfied without. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, let's say you just spent three hours scrolling on Instagram, right? And you put your phone down, down, you're like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. I'm addicted to Instagram. But at that point, it's already, it's in the past, you know, you're, 
you're scolding yourself on something that has already happened, you know, because if that thought arises while you're scrolling on Instagram, you can simply just put your phone down and then problem solved. You can tell yourself, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this right now. Can I say something on that, on, on, on the topic of addictions? Of I find it like that unless you dissolve the, the sufferer, the sufferer still exists and he clings to these addictions. As, as for me, when, when I experience like my addictions, it's not necessarily, it's like I, I can see them clearly and I can see what I'm doing, but I can see my choices. I can see that I'm choosing to feel this way. I can see that I'm going into myself. I even see the trap set for myself throughout the day to fall into these addictions, but yet I still choose that. So there's some kind of clinging to the sufferer that um, that we're not dis dissolving completely that manifest in those behaviors. At least that's what I found out recently. If, if, mm. if you're still suffering, you still have a part of yourself to dissolve. I don't know if that makes much sense, but to me... No, you're, no it makes a lot of sense. DJ it doesn't make that something? much sense to me, but I feel like there's something okay. there like in it. Like I could probably re-listen to it in a bit and get it. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See ya. Well, you have something to add? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm still working, hey, so brother. I can't be with my camera on all the time. But yeah, sure, something sure. about these addictions. Like I've struggled with with some with some of them myself also with this cell phone stuff. Mm. Well, there's a great quality about awareness that I love. That it's like. You, you you can celebrate yourself about being aware and when you're aware you can already start doing something about it like okay i know i'm i'm i i spend a lot of time on cell phones so i gotta do something and well doing something is the way out of uh, out of it you know like yeah what can i do and sometimes you just want to be there like i just want to lay down and be on myself and then we'll just be down and be with yourself like what's the problem if you're enjoying it well just be there but when it starts to like oh man i, I like being in the cell phone so many times and oh man i really gotta do something else and well just ask yourself there's something better you can do in that time like or if you can just chill and be on the cell phone like 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 meditation itself like i'm just gonna be there and lie and relax and chill and just browse Instagram, just browse Reddit for a while and and be there, watch some videos, like like there there's a phrase about this this old old man called Alistair Crowley that said do what the wilt like <laughs> whatever the hell you want to do man you know like um whatever makes you happy. So that's Thank that's you. like my way out out of do camp. Well, and it, it, indeed, there's there's a little confusion around the word happiness often, right? So, the the advice do do what makes you happy is great when we're talking about what Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa called the second kind of happiness: contentment, satisfaction, yes. sukha, dukkha niroda, as opposed to the kind of happiness that is fleeting and comes from chasing things, getting things, being things, I doing do. things having things right so we can see very clearly that uh it, it tends to be the case that scrolling instagram is that 
worldly kind of happiness, right? Where we're all sure that what we're after is that. It's the serotonin happiness. <laughs> the dopamine. Freedom. Yeah, and it's not that dopamine is bad, right? So this isn't about uh, smashing our phones up. Never going on social media again, right? We can we can enjoy all of those things, but I like the idea of playing with them. So, Robert, you might run little experiments, right? What happens if I don't do Instagram for a day? Let's find out. It's a fun experiment. What happens if I do a twenty-four hour Instagramathon? Let's find I out. I did that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard, <laughs> right? And you know, like like the classic, isn't it? Is the the parent who discovers that their child has been smoking cigarettes and makes them smoke a whole pack, and they throw up, and they don't want to smoke again, right? Maybe you'd have an experience like that. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you'd uh, maybe you'd hear some really good dharma on Instagram, right? Because because that's that's something to think about as well. I bet you're following some some dharma accounts on Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. So mixed bag. Here we are again, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. DJ, I know you had a hand up oh, yeah. like six yeah, hours yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to add perhaps a little reminder too. Is like. Yeah, when you're on Instagram and that thought comes up, oh, I should be meditating, right? I know this is kind of a classic thing, but just coming back, taking that deep breath and being like, okay. And maybe after a certain amount of those breaths, it'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I don't really need, you know, the Instagram right now. I'd rather get into a little bit more seclusion. But either way, you know, it's coming back to the breath there. And so the seclusion sessions and getting out of it isn't like built up to be this like, massive thing oh no i should be meditating right now i shouldn't be on on the thing it's like oh wait i recognize this the breath comes in and there's that if it, you know but i'm sure you were doing a little bit of that there on and off right yeah yeah i was i was like kind of meditating in the background and obviously like if i'm doing instagram it makes it a bit easier to meditate because it's like kind of providing like dopamine like like ron said like it's sort of stimulating me, so I le have less hindrances already. That's an interesting way to think about it. Hmm. Instagram meditation. Why not? <laughs> yeah, guys, this is delightful. Yeah, I'm gonna go now. Great to meet you, Hi. who are new this evening. Uh, I, I don't know if you're new to Damarato in general, or if it's just that we haven't crossed paths yet, but. But Scott, great to meet you. I don't know who else remains. It's kind of like Skype will give me so many people on screen and then some people are just icons in the top. So anyway, fucking great to hang out with you all. I really enjoyed this call. Yeah, man, see you thank you. this was really helpful. Really helpful advice, Dan. Thank you very, very much. Bye, Dan. Good. Feel free to continue, of course. Go on and, and talk till the sun comes up. All right. <laughs> Lots of love, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.